Don't say we. Oh my god! <laughs> I was trying to be serious. <laughs> Come on, we, we don't have time for this. Let's go. Let's go. We got this. All right. Welcome to Was It Good, the podcast that reviews movies and TV shows. Today, we are taking a look at Star Wars Visions Volume 2. I'm Ravi, joined by my two brothers. Arjuna. Krishna. And our producer. Michael. And, and we, we are, are Was, was, it, was good? it Good. I said don't do that. That's why we did it. Yeah. One of these days, one of these days, we'll, we won't do that. You should do it with us. No, I'm, I wait for the days when you guys don't do it, so then I do it so I feel special. So you're hipster garbage. Got it. I live in the <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Tell me how you really <laughs> feel. Garbage. Holy anyway, shit. Uh, Mr. Producer, my, cut Arjuna's mic. <laughs> Done. You, wow. Yeah, I can't wow. Hear you can't hear wow. Him. Why are you making dumb things? <laughs> he can't explain himself. Uh, we will kick. Uh, so we actually have a special treat for those uh, listening, watching. We did get the opportunity to interview the executive producers for Visions Two. Um, that'll be a little bit later in the pod. Uh, but before we get to that and all that fun stuff, and hear what they had to say, let's hear what you two had to say in one word <laughs> about Visions Volume Two. Wow, is my mic still cut? <laughs> <laughs> Can we uh, hear him? I'll go first. Uh, my one word impression for Star Wars Visions Volume 2 is going to be emotional. Oh. Uh, I thought that uh, I, I, I watched uh, all nine of these episodes back to back, which I actually do not recommend uh, because it, it was a very emotional experience for me. You know, I thought there was a lot that was packed in each of these. I think it averaged around 15 minutes per episode. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a couple that were shorter, a couple that were longer, but around 15 minutes and... There was a lot of emotions. They were they were deep, impactful stories to me um, that carried a lot of weight. You know, I thought the first I thought the first volume that came out, um, I think that was last year, right, or two years ago, um, when Volume One came out, had more of a mix of some really lighthearted stuff, um, some really emotional stuff. This one, to me, outside of an episode or two that was a little more lighthearted. Um, felt, had like a deep emotional center at the each of each. Uh, uh, episode um, that I thought was like really interesting and really cool, but um, a lot and heavy. So it was uh, an emotional experience for me. Twenty twenty one. Thank you. Trying to look up when it came out. Yes, yes. Twenty twenty one. So two years ago. Yeah, that's Damn. wild. You know that makes yeah. more sense because last year at Celebration in Anaheim they had a Visions panel which was filled with cosplayers and fans. So that would make sense based on how time works. What is time but a concept? An illusion, Michael. <laughs> Krisha, your one-word impression. Uh, my one-word impression is going to be twist because a lot of these episodes had v- a very cool twist. Um, and Arjuna mentioned it. Each episode, every single one packed a lot into each episode. Each episode was like 15, 16 minutes right around that mark and there was a lot in each one. Um, like a lot of emotional stuff happening, as Regina said. And, and each one also managed to do a great job of showing this. Each one had a very contained story. Uh, and almost every single one of them had like a very cool twist uh, in there. Um, you know, uh, for instance, uh, the Spy Dancer. The Spy Dancer is the one that comes to mind the most. I thought that had... Very interesting twist. 
um, where the the general, the imperial general, um, turns out to be, you know, her uh, son. I was like, oh, wow, I, I, you know, you can kind of see it coming, coming a little bit, but like that's a really good twist to put into a fifteen minute like thing, yeah, right. Um, Screechers reach uh, when you realize, you know, the thing that's coming for her is a like Sith. And, uh, you know, that's it's not a happy ending at all. She's getting taken by the Sith and she reached out and that's what she was asking for, you know, to leave this planet and by any means necessary. You're like, that's not a twist I saw coming. And the fact that Screechers reaches the second episode really sort of, sort of like set the tone for the how the rest of these episodes go. Like Arjuna, I binged this. Um and it is a heavy two hours, and it's nine stories of uh, heavy-hitting stuff. Um, but yeah, each one had a very cool, self-contained story, and each one had a very interesting twist. Twisted. Twisted. It's <laughs> very good. My one-word impression is twisted. It's going to be <laughs> story. Because each of these had a very good self-contained story. <laughs> yeah. Now you've been doing this thing. The I, last know, few I, know, where I know. I know. You just steal. Your one more impression should be parrot. <laughs> no, it's going to be <laughs> ditto. Ditto. <laughs> no. No, but I'm going to go at legitimately with story. Um, just because, I mean, Christian, unfortunately, he said it best. <laughs> How unfortunate! That is, that is <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> for me. Uh, but no, he he did say it very eloquently and 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 put it very well put together. Where it's yeah, fifteen minutes or whatever of really good, interesting story. Why is he laughing at me? Because you're just repeating what he said. <laughs> I know, but like that was going to be my one word impression. But also, th- the thing with visions, even with like volume one and now with volume two, is it expands. Not only I think it expands you know, the world in which Star Wars is taking place, it gives kind of a different light in terms of what's the Empire doing by kind of focusing on these individual character-driven stories um, and really kind of with like seeing what these people are going through with the Empire, with the Force, with the Jedi, with the Sith, with good versus evil, it adds more content, more ideas and things to what's happening in this galaxy and everything. And, you know, I think it's it's fascinating to to see that we're also getting various uh, cultures of the world, um, like the story with the two sisters uh, in the stars is by the Chile uh, studio Punk Robot, and at the Celebration Visions panel, the creative director was actually talking about how their story is also very similar to the story of like Chile in terms of colonization and what yeah. happened way back when and everything and you can see those elements and everything in that story so the fact that it is now become a world animation studio thing where we're getting different cultures different stories different takes and interpretations i think is really opening up star wars as opposed to where it's it's traditionally it's always been kind of western culture and western ideas if you will so again i think visions is doing what I sometimes wish like yeah. all the other Star Wars content would do, which is go beyond the familiar and yeah. like explore I, different I areas. do think what's cool about Star Wars, and we talked about this in our Volume 1 pod way back when, is, you know, George Lucas has always talked about the influence that a lot of Eastern culture and Eastern cinema had 
you know, specifically with samurai movies, um, which also obviously influenced Western movies, which is also another influence into Star Wars. So uh, that's why I think volumes work so well within this world, because George Lucas has never been shy about sharing that. Yeah, I was inspired by a lot of different things, right? The Darth Vader armor is a samurai, like is based off of a samurai armor, right? The lightsabers are based off of the weaponry um, and all those types of things. And I think katanas, right? Yeah. So I, I do the think the force is Taoism, there, right? There's always been a lot of um, other cultures that have influenced, and it's nice to see that expand in this volume um, as well. To see those different themes that aren't, like you said, as as prevalent within. New Star Wars in Disney Star Wars, which is uh, about the culture of toys. <laughs> I mean, Disney is a merchandise company at the that's end of the what day. I'm saying. So. Yeah, that's the culture that they're building. But enough of us. Let's toss to our interview, our exclusive interview that we got with the three executive producers, James Woe, Jackie Lopez, and Josh Rimes. And uh, basically, we got to ask them a couple of questions about their thoughts and what they think about the entire, entire show. And you've got an awesome uh, Ronin statue behind you. So yes, yes, I do. Uh, big fan, oh, you've obviously. Got the twins over there too. Yes, have the twins over there as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If I could, I would show you the entire background, but <laughs> a lot of stuff. So but right off the bat, you know, thank you so so much for uh, Visions Volume One, Visions Volume Two. Uh, I got a chance to definitely, you know, check out volume two and it's amazing stuff like the animation style and everything top tier. I um, mean, that kind of leads me into my first question is like, what was the process for you guys when it came to selecting, you know, these various and these nine animation studios across the, across the globe? We had some studios that we are fans of that we absolutely knew we wanted to approach. And then for the others, you know, some we had relationships with filmmakers or previous relationships with studios. We also wanted to make sure we had a, a good global perspective and we're going out to different cultures. And then just looking at the work, you know, looking at works they have done or different filmmakers. And, and it, was, it was not easy. There's so much great animation going on right now, but when we sort of had our studios, we then approached them to see if they would be interested in collaborating with us on a Star Wars short. And if they would have a Star Wars story, they'd like to pitch. So we've so we approached the studios and then they pitched their stories back to us. You guys being, you know, the EPs for for both volume one, volume two, when you're, you know, getting these stories and I'm sure like these creators, these directors and everything, they're obviously big Star Wars fans like all of us. And I'm sure they know a lot of the lore and the you know expanded universe stuff, the stuff in the in canon, et cetera. Do you guys put any kind of guardrails up for them? Are there things that they can definitely let's go explore that? Or are there things that definitely stay away from, you know, we because of what's to come, et cetera? Yeah. No, not really. I mean, we I would say the only guard guardrails, but that with this volume in particular. It wasn't really guardrails. It was more de our desire was to let them create new characters and new things, new expressions. But, you know, as far as the things that they could touch or the things that were off limits, I mean, all the elements, one of the beauties of, of Visions is it's a celebration of Star Wars. And Star Wars means different things to different people over 40 years of tons of content, tons of, of stories, tons of video games, et cetera. So, you know, 
all of that stuff was on the table and we wanted people to to choose the elements that appealed to them and resonated and meant Star Wars to them. They wanted to celebrate. The only thing I would say that we were more hesitant about and hesitant is probably the best way to put it is never really said, don't do this. You know, we're really looking for those new characters. So if you're going to put a Wedge Antilles into the story, it really is, has to feel honest. It has to feel like Wedge is there to reinforce the new character's story mm -hmm. uh, to to bolster the protagonist's tale and it needs to feel organic right we have to be mindful about storytelling across the portfolio across of everything else but you know i, I don't really the, the beauty of this is because we go from a very character first approach right. you know, tell us a story that that means something to you it's not really these stories aren't really trying to define big mythos across Star Wars. They're trying to tell personal stories. One of the things I did notice, you know, when you compare volume two to volume one, what feel felt like a common theme was children outgrowing their families, leaving home. Um, mm -hmm. Was that like a, a conscious decision or was that something that just kind of happened, you know, based on the pitches and things that you guys got, you know, got? That's interesting. I think it naturally happened. Um, like, yeah, I think there are kids of all ages in, in it. I mean, Lola's a little bit older in Sith, leaving her master. But yeah, I mean, that's right. But I think that is the ultimate DNA though, right? I mean, George Lucas going back to A New Hope is like Star Wars is a story about a kid leaving home, a kid right. going into the world and will he make the right choices or wrong choices? Luke is looking out at those twin sons you know, pondering his future and, and his dreams and his hopes um, and his destiny. Right. So I think, you know, all of that DNA had such a profound effect on these filmmakers. And I think, you know, many of them being parents or, and of course, just being members of family, uh, I think it, it all came from that sort of family perspective. And, and that is such a, a common theme for all of us across the globe. It's like the idea of family and siblings and sons and daughters and, and people we all love. And, and right. I think that is the common language uh, of, of storytelling and myth-making. So I think that's where that came from. You know, a lot of Star Wars Legends stories, they're being currently repurposed and you're seeing them kind of come into the Star Wars continuity timeline, et cetera, like with things that we're seeing, obviously like Mandalorian. Do you foresee any stories from Visions being utilized for main Star Wars canon in the future? There's no plans for it now, in honesty. That, that's our hope with this is that it's, it's yeah, and it's about the celebration of the artists, the celebration of the culture, the celebration of Star Wars and, and the form animation. But look, we all inspire each other every single day across medium you know the things that we do in our games sometimes really light up our imaginations in other places and and find their way influencing choices made uh the things we do in animation you know can scale into live action and live action has an impact on everything else and publishing you know clearly has a has an impact as well um and so we're you know there, there's always going to be cross-pollinization and creative people and their imaginations inspiring other people in Lucasfilm is a culture that facilitates that in many ways, which is really wonderful. We all and we all definitely cheer each other on and know what we're all doing. So that that's great. There's so we can never know is really the long-winded. That's a long yeah, sure. good to say you never yeah. know, but I mean you never know because of the bedrock of 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 the cross-platform nature of our our creation. But nothing's in the works right now. If you had the ability, I guess, to 
make a sequel episode if you could based on you know th- these nine short stories is there something is there a particular episode that kind of stands out for each of you i think they all somewhat sure have, have a dot 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 for us that we're like oh man i wish we could continue for all of them but i'm curious if any stood out for you i think that the two the two main ones that stood out for me the bandits of Golok, I thought was a really cool style and animation. And um, I personally, because of my heritage and every being Indian, uh, seeing a, an inquisitor in that light, I thought was really cool. I would want a more specific story about him just yeah. because. <laughs> what a great bad guy. I know. Yeah, he's a really sinister bad guy. The mustache, you know, it just stands out. And I think the other one would be the journey to the dark head. I thought how that story was told and the kind of buddy cop dynamic between the Jedi and the pilot, I thought was kind of fun. And I'd love to like see more, more of that. Yeah. All, I mean, that's the thing is it's a testament to these creators. It's like all of these, these characters are powerful enough and strong enough characters that you kind of invest in all of them. And I want to see what happens with all of them. So it's hard to really say, to pick a favor for us. It'd be interesting to see what happens to doll. Um, Screechers reach, you know, yep. will she, Will she become a Sith? Will she fall to the dark side? They all leave on a big kind of, the, the, there's potential. You can see the storytelling continuing in all of them. So we are getting a volume three then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Well, if this we so. <laughs> then, you know, it's, it, we still want to make it. We love these things. So yeah, I mean, the fans, like, we, we love them too, so. Yes, hopefully. Definitely another one. That was fun. That was honestly a very unique and interesting experience. Um, they were very accommodating with their, their answers and gave some really good insight. We sure always like to hear and see. Yeah, you did a good yeah, job. Yeah, good job. Thank you. I, I appreciate yeah. that. The, the big question, though, like that I asked them that they obviously flipped back on me was, you know, what episode deserves a sequel? I answered, obviously, with, you know, the... Um, the Bandits of Golok. Bandits of Golok and the the two heads... Or the dark journey to the dark head. That's a good one. That's a good one. But what for you guys? Like, are there particular episodes that you want to see sequels of? And you can't copy me, so. Oh, I know. Yeah. I've taken so, like essentially one third of all the episodes. Yeah, uh, I will. I will say your. I thought your response with journey to the dark head is the correct one. <laughs> so only because only because in. Uh, volume that of these nine incredibly strong episodes. There's not a weak link in there. I thought Journey to the Dark Head was like incredible. Like yeah. I don't want to say a step ahead. I don't want to say that, but it was. It's the one that drew me in so much, and it doesn't surprise me that it it drew you in, Ravi, and I sure I assume it drew a junior in it as well. That's the one where I would love a full season like i think i could do a full season of those characters that animation uh, and that kind of storytelling um you know it, it mixed some of that like ethereal uh religious stuff and then you know applied it to star wars and uh, you know it was great and that's that's what i think that's like a really good portrayal of the force mm-hmm. or how people in this world have uh uh, portray the force themselves right um a very you know eastern uh influence there um but if i had to pick a different one if you're gonna make me pick uh a different one for a sequel i think screech's reach oh, nice. which it sounds like um <laughs> one wow. of the eps right uh uh said as well i mean because it it ends on such a 
what, kind of yeah, like I mentioned if, off the top yeah, on such yeah. a like a twist there where you're like, oh my god, it's not a good thing taking her away from home. It's this. It's the Sith. What would what would your Very sequel scary. be? <sighs> Honestly, I think I it would be it would probably be I would take one of the kids left on the planet, one of her friends, Ooh. and they get off the planet and go look for her. And what do they find? That, you know, I would love to see what, what do they find? Do they find a full-blown Sith? Do they find this broken young woman who escaped that? Do they find someone who overthrew her master and redeemed herself or became an even worse Sith? Like, there's so many ways you could go with that. But I think the natural way to tell it would be start with one of her friends left behind. Mm-hmm. They figure out a way off the planet. Probably the the, the dude the older dude, uh, you know, finds her, finds his friend, and, and what state does he find her in? I would go slightly different. I would do, like, a little bit later, and there's, like, a new generation of kids, and there's another kid that wants to escape, and they also are able to reach out, and she's the one that comes this time. Um, and I would, it would be interesting to explore now that she's returned. Like, maybe this is the first time she's returned. Returning. She's matured. Maybe she is a full Sith, like this previous Sith Lord. And see, does this change anything or does the cycle kind of repeat itself? Mm, I like that. I would assume it repeats itself. Maybe that's the that's the idea of the sequel. Well, did, you, did you have an episode? I mean, honestly, I think all of these, I would be fascinated to just get like direct sequels to all of these episodes. Uh, maybe that's a bit of a cop out. Like, I, I think there's so much more to tell in all of these stories. But if I did have to pick one i mean you guys have taken a lot of the ones uh that <laughs> we, i would have but I, literally took one third but i'm gonna them. go with um you know i i really liked um the spy dancer and mm-hmm. i would be interested to see that's the one that almost felt like there's the most to tell right because you only get the realization at the end that the son like the son is now realizing that's his mother right so i'm i'm fascinated to see does this change him at all? Does like now he try to go seek his mother and, and and does he kind of betray what he's known with the empire or does it actually strengthen his resolve? And he's like, I got to kill them now because I need to get rid of my past. Right. And what does she do too? like, does she now go after her son or does she live with the sauce of at least he's alive? He may not be the person I want him to be growing up, but he's out there at least. And how does that change her resolve against the empire too? Right. Because she's clearly against them. So I'd be fascinated to see that. I think there's a lot of different threads you could pull on and a lot of ways you could go. It's funny. You say that, like where does the mother stand where, yeah, she's happy. The kid's alive, but the kid is an Imperial. Yeah. It always goes back to like something our, our mother said to us when we were younger which was like, I will always love you, but I don't have to like you. And like, that is a very like direct, like that episode is very much like, yeah, she loves her son. Don't have to like him. Yeah. And she can do what she can to get him out of that, right. you know, ideology and that corruption and that cult. Uh, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah. That would be a good one for, for a sequel to see what, what happens, what comes up. Other, but, you know, the, one of the questions that I think the three of us had discussed asking them um, was to like ask about the question of like what episode would they want to see, and I'm talking about the executive producers of the show. Like, which episode would they want to see as canon? We obviously we ran out of time a little bit there, but between us, like, would is there something in Visions Volume Two that you would want to be canon, Ooh. or do you feel like the episodes are maybe too kind of out there that it wouldn't fit 
within the structure, if you will, of the of the Disney. I really Star Wars. I, the one that I would love to see canon because I think it would be fascinating is the last episode, uh, Io's song, where she has this ability with her voice to change kyber crystals, right? Mm-hmm. To like uncorrupt a kyber crystal. So I, I think like adding in a more fantastic, another fantastical element mm-hmm. to the Force. Um, to the Jedi way, to kyber crystals would be like really interesting and like an, an interesting wrinkle that could could be really mm. really cool. She, that that episode introduces the the bard class of the Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can you use the Force with your voice, and she used it very specifically, like Juno said, to uncorrupt kyber crystals. I agree. I think that one probably has the most utility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where if you made that canon, there's uh. That's a whole different element you can introduce into the greater Star Wars uh, thing, for sure. That's a good one. Yeah, how do you get Grogu to talk more? Mm, well, suddenly sing. his mumbling is force power. I mean, that's also what's like the, the fun of Star Wars and sci-fi in general, right? The universe is so big, so there are like, there's so much that you can yeah, kind things of explore happening. and change. Right. And why can't there be a being out there that can sing, that can... Pure, you know, purify kyber crystals. You know, you know which one, you know which one though. Which episode feels like it would be the easiest to slide into a canon, both because of the animation and the story. I think it's the Bandits of Golok mm-hmm. that could slide easily into a Clone Wars or a Rebels episode. Uh, you know, uh, and it was it was a very simple story, but the visuals were fantastic. And again, the the, the twist in that was that this dude is getting his sister to basic, you know, to safety yep. and then he's going to have to let her go, uh, which very emotional, you know, I, I don't like getting emotional cause it makes me feel emotional. Uh, <laughs> but that one made That's me feel emotional and I didn't like that, but uh, you know, but it was great. It was such a beautiful story. Um, and kind of like Ravi said uh, in the interview, um, that bad guy, that inquisitor, Mr. Mustache, Man, he looks like he would. That villain would slide right into Rebels. Like, can you imagine the Rebels crew having to fight that guy? Yeah. Or Ahsoka, you know, having to fight him? That would have been epic. That, and also, the old woman with the dual lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, with the, the cane lightsaber. I remember watching that episode and, fe- and, and, and thinking there needs to be more, like, middle aged to older uh, heroes that get the spotlight. And, you know, with the Force, you can still do, like, some badass stuff, right? Uh, so I really enjoyed seeing these two, like, experienced Force users going at it against each other, you know? And, you know, when you feel like you have two characters who have all this experience going against each other, it makes the fight more impactful. So, you know, even if they don't make that canon, I would love... Disney to look at that and get and be, maybe be like, let's introduce some more like experienced older main characters at the at the center at the focus of their stories. That would be cool. Christopher, there's a show coming on August called Ahsoka, Ahsoka. <laughs> which is a which is <laughs> yeah. Nice. I want a really older, uh, Jedi. much older. She's still well, she's still like she's still like in her prime. I say she's not old. She would probably be in her forties now. At least, yeah. yeah. That's not middle aged yet. Yeah, but she's Isn't but 40 her species. Aged? I think fifty but she's, to sixty ish. I don't know. Yeah. 
Better not be. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, all and she doesn't present as like uh, a middle age. She's still in like in the prime of True. she's still like doing crazy stuff, you know. So I mean, like someone who looks old. So geriatrics, Krishna. They did try this. Yes, it's called the Obi Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> yeah, well, I want it done well. <laughs> I want it. I want it done well. He tried. Christian wants the book of Boba Fett. He had his sushi, and that's cool. And the sashimi. Oh, I guess. Whatever. I guess, yeah, there yeah. was no rice. You're right. I apologize. It was sushi. You do bring up some good points there with book of. Boba now I'm hungry. Boba I want sushi. Thanks. But I want it. Oh, so I want good, good stuff. This. You know, this is like the second time we've done sushi. a pod, and you've brought up food. Stop doing that. You're the one that started. You you brought up sushi. I didn't say sushi. I just corrected you. Just right. Me. Right. Exactly. You brought it up. That's but not you, my you, fault. You added to the conversation. If you were just like, uh-huh, that Obi-Wan Kenobi was not a good Don't thing. Don't blame me for your own brain. I mean, I haven't had breakfast. You so predated me. This explains it. This this is. What would you make, Cannon? It's tough because. Oh, it's tough, it's man. Tough, it's tough oh, because it's tough. there's just so many good things. Wait, why don't you do the cop-out answer? I would make all of them, Cannon. I'm not you, so. <laughs> uh, I would Ooh. say it's between... I really like Sith because it's mm. such a like they just the general idea of again going back to like you know different ways to interact with the Force. We have her interacting with the Force via like paint, yeah, and being able to like physically change the color of paint and like connecting with paint as if or if it is alive or or whatnot, and it wanting to be good or evil or whatnot. That concept there, but then also just like the the general of part of like. She was a Sith, and then she left, right? And then the Master's coming after her. I find, I find that, like, to me, that's a very interesting, like, idea in itself because, you know, we've, we've seen tons of Jedi just be like, peace. You know, either they go to the dark side, become a dark Jedi, become a Sith, become an in-between, become a, a hermit, whatever. But, like, very rarely, if at all, have we seen I'm quitting the Sith and then figuring out that balance. It's so also I, a really I, I would, cool lightsaber. It's also a super yeah. cool lightsaber, yeah. yeah. But I would love to see that one. Not only that, but also just they're like that episode, like to start the volume two, that episode I think was really good because there's just so many things, like ideas, visuals happening. Like even the planet that she's on, and like it it's confusing because like is, is it a black hole sun type thing that's going on? Is it just a multiple suns? Like, how does that all work? Like there's a lot going in that episode where it's like, okay, well, I should probably lay off the psychedelics <laughs> Maybe, before, yeah. before before watching these things. But yeah, that, uh, that is that's what I'm doing. Here's yeah, here's the follow up question to that: Which episode would you do drugs and then watch? Because <laughs> that's a good contender for that. Ooh. You know, I think. I mean, it depends. <laughs> like. You know, this okay. I, I want to put a disclaimer out. We are not saying we are supportive of drugs and that everyone should be doing drugs. I think it's more that drugs have an interesting should they change your they alter your views. It's similar if you yeah, like they you change your perception. Yeah. But the other thing though, with like you know, drugs like marijuana or whatever, these episodes, while they all have very unique visual elements to them, they also have some very deep emotional you know, things and things that you can relate to. So I guess the question is, 
Yeah. You have to pick carefully. Yeah, because you may you pick be an episode careful. that's really good visually, but is very deep emotionally, and that could screw you. Yeah. While you're for instance, whatever. For instance, the pit is one yeah. that I would not do drugs to. Yeah. It no, was no, no. too sad. It was really dark. Very. That dark. and that and that tw- the twist in that was is that our hero dies before the end, and you know it's like spoiler alert. Oh shit. Yeah, spoiler alert. But that's one that I would be like, oh, that's too, yeah. I might do the drugs for I Am Your Mother. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Because that is lighthearted. That one is the most lighthearted. And I just feel like the, you know, the the studio, the claymation uh, by that studio would be like kind of fun and weird to look at, Mm. you know, if you were, if you were. Wallace and Gromit set, right. uh, Different mind. You know, it's like the, 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 the goopy clay. Did anyone, I mean, going back to food. Uh, oh, I guess I am doing it. Going back to food, uh, did anyone feel like they needed cheese after that episode? Oh yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about the moon and cheese, cheese. like some like a nice like the cheddar cheese on like a nice little mm. cracker. Yeah, oh, that sounds really Delicious. good right now. It does sound nice. I don't have Damn, any. You cheese guys haven't eaten house, yet. So. <laughs> yeah, have you, either of you guys eaten? Breakfast? I had a I had a no. little smoothie for breakfast. I had a I coffee while either. I was nice, driving. Iced cold brew. Fruit smoothie. I had tea. That's, that's I, uh, Christian would be proud. I had my coffee with collagen. Oh, good. Oh, I should have put collagen in my yeah, also protein. Had that smoothie. Yeah, it makes it, it makes it like smoothie. a little bit oh, of a that green, green juice. juice. Yeah, yeah. I've had liquids. So mm. don't do okay. drugs. Do do collagen. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, We're pro collagen um, on this pod. Oh, and I had a Jaffa cake. Oh, we all had a Jaffa cake. Oh, yeah, cake. we yeah, all had yeah. Jaffa cakes. Yeah, so we're just basically fat fucks at this point. <laughs> yeah, I finished that whole uh, <laughs> uh, milky. Uh, the milky? You finished the whole thing? I ate the whole thing yesterday in one go. That's how it should be done. Give this man a round of it. Christian, you should probably check if you have diabetes at this point. Oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's inevitable at this point. (laughs) I eat chocolate like it's my job. Well, you should find a job where you get to eat chocolate. Yeah, I, would, I would be dead within two years. <laughs> wow, you would die. I would have given you. I, I'd give you like six real dark, <laughs> real dark. And, you know that would be like doing me. what you love. That's true. You know, yeah. It's but true. do you That's think though, point. like <laughs> this is such a side tangent? But do you think though, like if your job was like chocolate taste testing, and sure you get to try all these delicious chocolates and things, do you think though, like don't you think you get bored of it at some point? Being like, oh, it's chocolate again, great. Hundred percent, yeah. I had a friend who worked at the Lint store, oh. and she's almost as big of a chocolate lover as I am. And she worked there, for, I think, for like a year. Mm-hmm. She said by the end, she was like, Lint was so boring. She was like, I, she just didn't want to eat it. I'm not a fan uh, of Lint because it's really oily. I have it in my belly button all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, I like that. Anyway, that go back into Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Yes. Which episode did they show that had food in it? <laughs> oh, I don't think um, there was one. Right? No, there yeah, must there have been one. I'm like going through each episode the, in my head. The, the spy oh, oh, dancer oh, might have oh, had Oh, no, some. no, the bandits of... Um, Gola. 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 Oh, Gola. Yeah, the, the Lindy. The Lindy. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that girl has the lollipops. She was eating those things like candy. <laughs> She goes, pop and pop and pop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Candy. Candy. Does anyone here have a, uh, like, an episode? Like, I know you said you liked all the episodes, but is there any that stand out where you would watch it again over and over? Ooh. Like, if I can only pick one to take with me to the desert island. 
Oh. I was going to go when the aliens come and we're just hunkering down and waiting for them to... Do you have it on VHS? No. Sorry, sadly, no. It's a callback to our previous episode. Yes. Our previous one on Return of the Jedi. If you've never seen it... Wow. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> I mean, there have to be people on the earth, I'm sure, that have not seen it. So. Yeah. There's probably people in this room. Comment if you haven't seen it as of watching this podcast. Return of the Jedi. And then watch it and go watch our previous podcast about it. Watch our podcast first, then watch the movie. <laughs> spoilers, yeah. though, yeah? Nah. Cover your ears for all the spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader's Luke, spoilers. Luke's uh, father. What the you fuck? Fast Empire spoilers. Wait, this reminds that, me. That's, that's, that's this, an Empire this, spoiler, Do you guys yeah. remember when we saw Black Widow in theaters? Uh, in Why would you put that? Up? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, no, we did. I thought we saw that at home. No, it was one of the theaters. first ones yeah. we went back. I went back. To yeah, the we all saw it in theaters. And I remember we went to the AMC Burbank 16, and I remember this vividly because there's an after credit scene where they show Black Widow's gravestone. And if you guys remember correctly, <laughs> yeah. there was a woman that screamed, <laughs> "No!" <laughs> like oh, somehow no. she right. didn't know. She didn't know that, that she, she, she forgot Black about Widow had died in oh, Avengers Endgame, wow. one of the highest-grossing movies of all time. That's amazing. Uh, and you know, prob- most likely most viewed movies of all time, just from a few previous years, which is hilarious. That's crazy. I definitely forgot. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I really do hope though that that person was just like. Trolling, yeah, just fucking with us. I hope a really good. I troll. hope the opposite. I hope I hope they was yeah. a legitimate. Like, didn't know. I, I want to know all about that person's life story. Just being able for two plus years to avoid <laughs> Avengers and game spoilers. spoilers like that. Do you really want to know all about somebody who didn't have the time to watch Endgame though? I mean, their life might be fascinating. Like, yeah. maybe they were like in Antarctica but it's studying not even, it's microbes. Not, it's not even you didn't have time to watch the movie. You avoided like interactions in your life to have that movie spoiled or access to social media that could actually spoil that. To be that fair, though, like, that's a coroner. They're I mean, I don't know if this is the same thing, but, like, <laughs> I had no idea the NFL draft was yesterday. That's a little different, though. I like, mean, but that's all over social, and, and my the very few channels that I'm left on, there's not, like, I've been looking to, there's not a single mention of anything. So I think it is possible to, like, completely cut out an entire range of I would say Avengers. Culture, if you will. I f- would say Avengers Endgame is a little bit bigger than the NFL draft. And now you know when we recorded this. Oh yeah, now you know when we recorded this. Yeah, that's right. <gasps> day two of the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> you just dated it. Yep. I mean, hey, we can say this. Yeah, we we yeah we saw visions a little bit early. <gasps> we did get screeners, so yeah, we're Wait, recording. What? The, we recorded this bot early. It's not a what? big, crazy, crazy Because we're big time yeah. now. That's why we're spoiling everything, and this pod will drop after the episode. So hopefully, if, you're, if you've been listening or watching the pod up until this point, you've already like realized, oh, I should stop and watch Visions season or volume two. To go back to your question, I want to answer it first so you guys can't steal my answer this time. That's fair. Of That's the fair. episode I would take, and it's got to be Journey to the Dark Head. That was yeah. mine. You bastard. Was, yeah. That was... By Studio Mirror, and was just like a perfect episode in so many ways. Like it was beautiful animation. Uh, it was just a beautiful story. It was just the like, villain was awesome. The whole thing was just it was really. really Do you cool. know who uh, did the voice for uh, the villain? No, um, Junior, keep talking and let me pull out because I, you're. I mean, for those that watch Lost, you'll be like, oh my god, it's a uh, Daniel. 
I say Daquan, but let me look that up. Officially, sure. you, you keep Cam, talking. Kim, yeah, Daniel, yeah. Kim. But uh, Journey to the Dark Head, I just, you know, really, really enjoyed from beginning to end. It was it was the episode that I would rewatch probably the most. Um, yeah. If I had to pick, if I had to pick one again, I did really like all these episodes. Um, yeah, Daniel Day Kim. Sorry, that was and, and that, that was the thing we haven't talked a lot about Volume One versus Volume Two, but like I liked Volume One. I thought like overall it was good, but there are definitely some episodes where I was just like, this isn't as good as the rest of it, right? Right. It felt a little bit more uneven. This, I think, from top to bottom, this this season was really strong. You know, every single I, one was a banger. Yeah. I also think that is because. Volume one is just Japanese anime studios, so yeah. it is very highly focused on Japanese culture. Right. And while I think that's okay and that worked for volume one, this opening up all over the place, each story felt feels very unique and very different. Yeah. Because it is very much different studios, but, different views. But different there's also things. something similar to these stories too. They almost felt like there was a, th- a through line, right? Like it felt like there was a thematic tone that they were taking. First, the first volume one was just like. Make a Star Wars, right? And you got a lot of different ideas, which is cool, and it's cool to see. Make a Star Wars. But this one, it felt a little bit more, it felt like a little tighter and connected. Mm-hmm. And like, especially if you binged it, you were just like, oh, I feel a At lot 5 of similar things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the only way to do it, these type of things. I haven't seen it as of this recording. Yes, you have. Damn. Christian, your favorite episode? I'll, I'll be nice and let you go next. I mean, uh, it, it, I can't. I'm not going to pick a different episode than Arjuna. I'm picking the same one because the, the question is, which episode are you going to rewatch? Right. You know, wow. would you take with you out. to your spaceship? So it's that one. Yeah, Journey to the Darkhead. It's beautiful. Boo. Like I said, I want a whole. I want a whole. I want a whole ten season show, just on that episode. My, you guys are going to laugh, but mine is not. Journey to the Darkhead. Screechers Reach? No, mine is In the Stars. So that's the third uh, episode. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's a good one. mostly because of the music. It's still mm-hmm. literally playing in my head right now because there's something really like beautiful with that music and, it is so, and I reassociate it with that episode. And that story is so sad because there's an entire race, culture, a whole group of people that the Empire, you know, removes. And then it's, you know... These daughters having to believe in themselves, believe that they can do this and, and save their world and everything. And it's just the style is so cool too because it's uh, stop motion with puppets and everything, and it's very very unique and, and stands out uh, amongst everything. So that to me was definitely my favorite uh, of everything. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Way to go. Thank you. Claps. No, we're doing the poetry thing. Snap your fingers like weirdos. <laughs> Slam poetry. Now, we usually do bold predictions, but it's a little bit difficult with something like uh, Visions volume with the various volumes. Um, I don't believe we did bold predictions for volume. We didn't. We did not. So I think we'll maintain that. Instead, let's do cold predictions. Wild speculation on what studios get it next. Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, would, I don't know all I, the studios I'd be in the mad. world. <laughs> so you don't know do every we, single animation studio. Yeah. DreamWorks how, how animation. How are we supposed to answer that? <laughs> yeah. How are we supposed to answer that question? Illumination. <laughs> all American rival studios. I, did, I mean, you I, know way more than I do. <laughs> I mean, I knew the others, but that last one. 
I did ask in the interview towards the end, you know, are we getting a volume three? And as of right now, nothing is officially greenlit. Uh, it really depends on how this is received. So this podcast, not yeah, the show. this podcast <laughs> yeah. has a lot writing. <laughs> like and subscribe to get three seasons of visions. There you go. Uh, but hopefully, you know, I, I think I'm not a betting individual because betting is still illegal in California. But if I had to bet, <laughs> it's true. If I had to bet, I would say that we would probably get a volume three just because like volume one was received so well. Like there's a huge group of fans in the world that very much enjoy what visions is and the unique stories and storytelling that's done. And that's why we got volume two. And I think volume two is just going to, people are just going to go boinkers for, for this and just, enjoy and love everything they, they, they go see. cuckoo for cocoa puffs go cuckoo. cuckoo well that was a thing i remember that yeah. cuckoo cuckoo <laughs> russell crow never russell change crow. <laughs> actually how would you feel if yes well no. yeah russell no. crow no. yes wouldn't watch it I if russell crow was I'm in a so star wars in. project even as like yes. voiceover actor oh if he did the voice no. from the movie no, yeah he needs to it. be he needs to be some kind of like Ronin Jedi who uses the dark side for good and he lives on Tatooine. Of course he does. As you guys are Russell Crowe stands now, you should have you, you I'm assuming no one here has seen the lame is the Hugh Jackman Russell Crowe Fuck movie. no. Is that a musical? <laughs> yes. Then no. You yeah, should no. watch it just to no. hear Russell Crowe's I am an anime <laughs> only musical person. <laughs> That's the boy. only musical it's, I watch. It's very niche, but Russell Crowe yeah. and Gerard Butler as two Sith on the prime. <laughs> two I think, alcoholic Sith. I think Sith. Ravi would yeah. immediately get that like tattooed onto his chest. Yes. In fact, yeah. I'm already <laughs> figuring out how to do that. <laughs> oh, boy. And I'd put it on my butt cheeks. Okay. All righty. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Thank you for your time, Lord Judah. You're welcome. Christian, you kick us off. Oh, wow. Uh, Ravi, was... Star Wars Visions Volume 2, good. After much discussion, literally sitting in this chair for two hours almost between this pod and then the interview stuff, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was very good. Very, very happy with what we got. And I will probably be rewatching it a bunch because, again, they're all individual. Literally, if you have like 20 minutes, just throw one on. Think, think about the Force. Question what you're doing with your life. The normal stuff. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. Arjuna. Was Star Wars Visions Volume 2 good? Uh, it was good. And not only was it good, it was better than Volume 1. Wow. Can't wait for more. Krishna. Was Star Wars colon <laughs> Visions dash Volume two. Dot. Dot, dot, dot. Good. Yes, it was good. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one f- step further than Arjuna. Uh, Visions Volume 1 was good. I enjoyed it. Volume 2 blows the door, blows Visions 1 out of the water. Whoa. Completely Whoa. sets a whole different standard. And uh, if Visions Volume 1 was enough to get Visions Volume 2 greenlit, Volume 2 should get at least two more volumes greenlit. i would say 30 more uh, i wouldn't go that that's far. how tv works right yeah screaming no. <laughs> it literally is on a, a season by season basis what? 
Hallelujah. Well, thank and you. That's, that's all we have. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Again, we just want to say a quick thank you to Lucasfilm for letting us interview the executive producers. That was always fun. Hopefully, we get some, some more opportunities like that. As always, you can find us on the socials on Instagram and TikTok. It was a good pod. If you're still on Twitter, I'm sorry, but we are there somehow. At was it good? Also, check out our full episodes on youtube.com slash was it good and our website was it good.info. Till next time, Arjuna likes cheese. I do too. <laughs>